Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. And because I don't have my green screen behind me today, it kind of looks like uh, I'm a lunch lady with a hairnet on. So feel free to check that out on YouTube uh, if you want to. But uh, moving on, throughout my journey in finding a plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which ones work for me. And since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow healthcare professionals to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision that you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. And speaking of hairnets and food service, our topic today is one that's been on my radar for several years now, so I thought that I'd finally give it the attention that it deserves. Our rabbit hole of the day is, dun-dun-dun, food trucks. I first began to notice the growth of food trucks a few years ago when I was considering starting my own brew pub. At the time, I was convinced that I needed to go full force with a three-legged stool approach. I needed to create revenue from the brewery concept, the restaurant, and possibly from live entertainment. However, when our group approached a couple of banks, they wouldn't support our loan request because of the restaurant component. They reasoned that the failure rate of restaurants was really high compared to the amount of money that we were wanting to borrow. And they weren't wrong. Restaurants fail all the time. Our advisors actually recommended to us that we should consider opening up the brewery with a much smaller footprint first and then schedule local food trucks to come in. This would give us the versatility to then test out what our customers actually wanted before moving forward with any potential restaurant concept. However, since one of our partners was actually a restaurateur and because I was personally too stubborn to change my own mind at the time, we opted to end our pursuit of the brewery altogether. Since that time, though, I've seen a number of breweries follow that exact path with mostly positive results. Customers happen to like the variety of rotating food trucks, and those trucks seem to be doing pretty great from a business perspective, which led me to wonder, what does it look like to start up a food truck business? Let's jump into the rabbit hole to find out. Now, different sites give different figures, but currently, the food truck industry is worth around $1.2 billion. The average annual growth rate has been at 6.4% over the last five years, outpacing the overall restaurant industry. There were over 35,500 food trucks 
currently operating in the U.S. at the beginning of 2022, as compared to only 24,000 in 2020. The food truck industry is expected to continue to grow 3.4% in 2022. More than 40,000 people are currently employed in the industry nationwide, with the number of people employed by food trucks increasing at a 10.2% clip over the, the last five years. And while this increase is expected, food truck businesses only employ an average of 1.2 employees, which is relatively low compared to other small businesses. The customer base is largely made up of millennials and Generation Z, nearly 50% of whom have eaten from food trucks. In fact, 43% of all monthly food truck spending comes from customers between the ages of 25 and 44 years old, with another 20% from those under the age of 25, which means that businesses must keep up with the latest trends, including environmental and health awareness. The food trucks that generate the most business will be the ones that adapt the fastest to the changing demands of their customer base, as, in, as is true in most businesses anyway. Now, what does that mean? Well, some of the industry trends are an increased demand for environmentally friendly food, increased vegan options and meat plant blends, more event partnerships and promotions, increased use of technology and social media, and more peanut butter, flour, and refined sugar alternatives. Next, let's talk about cost. The average cost to start a food truck, according to Food Truck Nation, is between fifty dollars to $60,000. But what I found is that there is a lot of wiggle room here. In reality, the cost of the truck alone may be anywhere from fifty dollars to $175,000, depending on the size and condition of the truck that you decide to purchase, the equipment included within, and your location in the country. Expect to pay a premium if you happen to live and operate in those more expensive markets. You can rent a truck for around two dollars to $3,000 per month, but you'll likely need to take out a lease of six months or longer. Now, you'll also need to consider the food truck equipment and decor costs. Depending upon customizations, you could spend another fifty dollars to $200,000. Of course, this does depend on how much of the work you do yourself or whether you contract that out to a specialty company. This part can be done on the cheap if you choose to do so. And one factor that folks don't think about is the meal prep. It's one thing to serve meals on wheels, but it's another to prep them. Most food truck operators happen to rent a commercial kitchen to prep and store their food. In fact, many cities require a proof of commissary arrangement as part of their food truck application process. And this rental space can cost you up to $1,500 per month. Of course, you'll also need to park your truck somewhere if you don't happen to have space on your own private property. Many of the commissaries offer overnight parking for an additional fee, but you should check local regulations to make sure you're not parking in unauthorized places. Expect parking to cost you another $500 to $1,000 per month. And lastly, you'll need to consider the costs of the licenses, permits, and inspections. Those costs can really pile up, and you'll need to pay for those in each zip code in which you intend to operate. This means you may need to go through the same process in multiple cities, paying the same fees multiple times over. A single city can cost between $800 to $1,400, and Food Truck Nation estimates that the average cost of all of this permitting and ongoing legal compliance is over $28,000. So it's important to think about location, location, location. Portland happens to be the number one city for food trucks, with a little over $7,000 required to get permits and operate per year, and some of the easiest restrictions out there. 
Other top cities are Denver, Orlando, Philadelphia, Indianapolis, Houston, Austin, L.A., New York City, and Nashville. While there is one end of the spectrum, there's often another, and that's the truth here. Uh, Boston scores as the most challenging city to own a food truck with combined cost and effort. And Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Seattle, and Minneapolis also make that list of the most challenging cities. So as you can see, the cost of starting this business can vary wildly, depending on your location and overall approach. You may be able to get away with spending under $20,000 to start, or you may spend as much as $250,000. Either way, there are plenty of variables that you'll need to consider as you begin. Okay, so that sounds pretty expensive. So is a food truck actually a good investment? The short answer is yes. A food truck can make between $250,000 to $500,000 per year, with the ideal scenario being to make your business profitable within that first year. High-end food trucks based in high-traffic cities can bring in twenty dollars to $50,000 per month in revenue, while trucks that are selling simpler food, uh, think hot dogs and burgers here, in less populated areas can still make between $5,000 to $16,000 per month. Nationally, food truck owners make between $24,000 to $153,000 per year, with the owner bringing in less than 50% of the overall profits. So depending upon your business plan and your role within the business, I mean, are you doing most of the work yourself or are you mainly managing others? This can be a very worthwhile investment. And now that you have an idea of the cost of the venture, how do you go about actually getting started? There are several steps involved, so let's get to it, shall we? Number one, research your food truck scene. You want to make sure that you do your research on the existing market where you want to operate. That means looking into existing food trucks and restaurant concepts, population demographics, spaces where food trucks can operate, such as breweries, hospitals, grocery stores, local businesses, and events and festivals in the area. And of course, busy street times where commuters can become customers. In essence, you want to make sure there is demand for your product. Number two, choose a food truck concept. You want to balance catering to the interests of your targeted market along with your own interests and passions as well. Then you can choose a name and a logo that works for your business, making sure that they're unique, memorable, and attention-grabbing while not being overly specific so that you can allow for future growth. Number three, write a business plan. Yes, I know this part is tedious, but it's necessary as you tease out your own vision and financial details of the business. If you're planning to spend a large sum of money on this venture, you'll want to have a plan that's well thought out. Now, I'm not going to go into details here, but I've included a link in the show notes to a guide on how to actually write a food truck business plan. And you'll have to do this before moving on to the next step, which is number four, get some funding. If you want funding, you'll need a business plan to show off to interested parties. There's a potentially high cost to getting this thing started, meaning that you'll likely need a loan to get going. And there are a variety of different places that you can go. Community sponsors, personal investors like friends and family, crowdfunding like Kickstarter or GoFundMe, SBA microloans, rollover of business startup from a retirement account, which is also known as ROBS, uh, opening a business credit card, and equipment loans and other financing programs that are out there. Moving on to number five, licenses and permits. As mentioned earlier, those vary from state to state and city to city. So you'll want to check your local chamber of commerce, your health department, and the DMV office to find out what their requirements are. 
Many of the licenses and permits are the same as required for restaurants, and those can include your business license, your employer identification number, or EIN, uh, food service licenses, and employee health permits, and you know food truck-specific permits like a mobile food facility permit and zoning and parking permits. As mentioned before, you'll want to find out about parking limits and restrictions in your own city, along with information about overnight parking. Now, number six, the big step buying your truck. This is the largest cost of your startup. So you want to make sure that you choose a truck that serves your business well. There are a few considerations here, such as, do you want to own or lease your truck? Do you want a separate truck and food trailer or a true food truck? Do you want a new or used truck? Where are you buying your truck from? I mean, are they a reputable seller? What customizations do you need to add to make it your own? You'll also need to consider insurance for your truck and business to cover any liabilities or damage that may occur. Number seven, purchase equipment and supplies. Now that you have your truck, you have to furnish it. That includes equipment for cooking, warming and holding food, food prep, serving, refrigeration, and cleaning up. There's a ton to think about here, and it all depends on your overall food concept and serving plan. Once you purchase your vehicle and finish these customizations, don't forget to finalize your inspections and permits so that you're actually ready to get out there. Now, number eight is uh, one that is important, but you may not have thought about up to this point. You need to choose a point of sale system or POS. These are the systems that allow you to take credit card payments directly from your truck. Chances are you'll want a mobile version of any system that you're interested in, and this may or may not require internet access. And yes, many food trucks go the cash-only route, but this can really limit your customer base depending on where you are. There are many POS systems out there, so make sure you choose one with features that really fit your own business. And finally, number nine, marketing and advertising. Since you don't have a permanent physical address, marketing and advertising is an essential component to getting the word out there. The business logo and truck design play a pretty big role here, but you'll likely need to create social media accounts and perhaps a website that features your regular locations, photos, and information about your business overall. You'll want to find solid locations for your truck, exploring various neighborhoods and districts to see where your business fits. Once you have those locations that work, make sure you revisit them often to establish name recognition. You can also look into being featured at local community events such as food truck festivals and catered parties. Plus, you can also sell or give away merchandise with your logos on them for your, from your truck or online to boost your brand. And that's it. Those are the steps you need to take in order to get your own food truck up and running. But is this the right move for you? Sounds like it's time for our pros and cons list. Am I right? So first, we'll start off with a con. It's one we've already talked about a little bit. The cost. While you can take the cheaper route to get started chances are you're going to spend a significant amount of money. Plus, you're likely to have repairs that are necessary to the truck and equipment along the way. Considering only about 40% of food trucks make it to the three-year point, you'll want to think hard about whether or not this venture is for you. Next is a pro, mobility. Unlike a brick-and-mortar business, food trucks can move around from place to place, allowing you to expand your customer base and increase your brand visibility. Next is a con, competition. Yes, the food truck market is continuing to grow, but that means more competition all around. 
Separating yourself from the pack might be more challenging than you anticipate. Pro, flexibility. You can adjust your schedule as you please. If you need to take a vacation or slow down a bit, you can do that. You can also adjust your menu as needed and charge what you want to, within reason, of course. Con, long hours. Owning a food truck can translate into many hours of maintenance, location scouting and scheduling, and all of the other aspects of owning and running a business. If you choose to partner up or hire team members instead of doing that work yourself, that can really eat into your personal profits. Pro, tax deductions. Owners are able to deduct various expenses that restaurants simply can't, such as the truck itself and the rental fees for truck storage. Next is a con, zoning laws. These change all the time, making it difficult for food truck owners to keep pace. Where can you park your truck and how long you can stay there may constantly change depending on where you're located. And finally, our last pro, opportunity. Because they are so popular, food trucks have plenty of opportunities to shine right now. If you stay open-minded, you'll find that you have a ton of different applications for your truck, from catering corporate events, weddings and parties, to you know events at wineries, breweries, and local festivals. I mean, the world is really your oyster here. Now, starting any business has its challenges, and food trucks are no different. But with the proper amount of research, planning, and preparation for the inevitable speed bumps, you could have a really successful venture on your hands. Now, if this show has left you hungry for more information, yes, that pun is intended, then I suggest you check out our show notes where I've put together plenty of resources for your own deep dive. You can also check out the following books with great reviews. Uh, Food Truck Business Guide for Beginners, A Simple Strategic Plan to Build and Maintain a Successful Mobile Business by Sean M. Durant, and How to Start a Successful Food Truck Business. Quit your day job and earn full-time income on autopilot with a profitable food truck business, even if you're an absolute beginner, by Walter Grant and Andrew Hudson. Both books are under 20 bucks on Amazon, which is a small price to pay for a little bit of due diligence before you dive into any business venture. And that's going to do it for the show. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. This show only grows because of you, so make sure you share it with a friend, family member, or colleague to help them on their own passive income journey. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming show, just put it in your review of the podcast. I check those all the time, and I cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to know more about me and gain access to passive investment opportunities, make sure to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Until next time, be safe and take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com 
and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.